welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. So for a title tonight, I'm calling this Making His Name Great. Have we got that? Making His Name Great. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 38, it says this, All these were fighting men who volunteered to serve in the ranks. They've came to Hebron fully determined to make David king over all Israel. All the rest of the Israelites were also of one mind to make David king. If I can, uh, if you can walk with me just a little bit, I just want to include the word great in there. You see, what stands out to me in this one verse is there was a bunch of men who were fully determined to make David great, to make his leadership great, to make him look great. And I really believe it's a part of our plan and purpose to make the name of God great in our workplace, in our school young person, in his church, through our service and what we give and in our life. And tonight what I want to share with you is just some of the standout features that come from David's mighty men who stood alongside David to make his name great. In the Old Testament, you'll read in these scriptures uh, and to coupled with, if you want to extend our homework just a little bit more, let's read 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, 1 King and 2 Kings and then the Chronicles and you'll find and discover there's some crazy, crazy guys who stood alongside David. One, one account you'll read about a man who on, in, by himself in one episode took out 18, oh, 1,800, not that many, 800 blokes by himself. Another guy fought so long that the uh, hands froze to the sword in which he was using to slay out you know, so many blokes. There's uh, other guys who you know, would single-handedly slay perhaps three to 400 guys. So these guys were pretty tough, pretty strong. They were out there. And uh, everything you hear tonight, I want you to perhaps uh, have a look at your life and go, you know what? Perhaps my problems aren't so great when I overlay it onto what these guys had to face. When I shared this message with our youth team and uh, then our youth ministry, I encouraged them, do you know what? At the end of the day, youth, all I'm, youth team, all I'm asking you is to perhaps ring up a few young people and follow through with making sure our young people are well looked after. I'm not asking you to slay 800 blokes right now. All I'm asking is for you to give up just a little bit time. And church, I reckon the same is applying to you. That when we ask you to perhaps give of your time, I want you to put your hand up and go, yep, that's me. Because you know what? You know, the, the pastor or the leaders aren't asking too much compared to back in Old Testament times. They're not asking me to lay my life down and slay 800 blokes right now. They're not asking me to fight so hard and fight for so long that my hand will freeze to the sword. They just ask you just to give up just a little bit. And I want to encourage you, church, if you're not giving somewhere, volunteering your time somewhere, then it, let's see the info desk after the service and put your name down. Because you know what? This church is going from strength to strength. We keep growing each week. And uh, I can share many times uh, about some of the great people I encounter through the different things that I've put my hand up to serve in. Does that make sense? Cool. I want to share just one more verse. As I was reading this this afternoon, again, things were standing out to me. So this is for free. Uh, 1 Chronicles 12 verse 14 says this, These Gadites, however you pronounce that, 
<laughs> Seriously, I have the Bible. I listen to the Bible. So I read the pages, but I have some dude speak to me so I can work out how to pronounce some of these names. These Gadites were army commanders. The least was matched for a hundred and the greatest for a thousand. And you read through chapter 12 and you talk about how these guys, well, it talks about how these guys are well prepared. They're well prepared for battle. They know how to carry a shield. And like I just read out to them, the least were prepared for a hundred, the greatest were prepared for a thousand. Are you ready to take on board some of these things from David's Mighty Men tonight, church? Come on. That's just a handful of people. Hey, you know what? In this church, we talk about most weeks that there's two preachers tonight. There's me up here preaching to you, and then there's the preacher inside of you. So come on, preacher inside of you. Allow yourself to hear some of these things tonight. Come on. Here we go. So the first one is willing. Everyone say willing. They were willing to take a risk. In 1 Chronicles chapter 11, verses 15 to 19, it says this. Give you just a moment to find it on your iPhone. There we go. iPad, iPod. Or maybe the old school Bible hand paper back. Need you probably about five minutes to find that. There we go. Three of the 30 chiefs came down to David to the rock at the cave of Adullam. Everyone say Adullam. Adullam because it's just a cool word to say. While a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephahim. At... <laughs> I could interrupt myself so many times, hey. I will. I'll get back to that in a minute. This is what you need to do, right? You need to get this, uh, uh, it's called Inspired by Media Group. And it's where there's a whole heap of, can I say it? Colored people, black people, that, uh, you know, read out the Word of God. And it's like Samuel L. Jackson is the voice of Jesus. And it's crazy. And then you've got the Bishop T.D. Jakes. He's like the voice of Abraham. He's the voice of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. So you've got to get inspired by a media group. And it's just really cool to listen to. But anyway, here we go. So I interrupt myself. Back on track. Verse 16. At the time, David was in the stronghold and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for some water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So three blokes broke through, just added that one. Three blokes broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well and well near the gates of Bethlehem and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. God forbid that I should do this, he said. Should I drink the blood of these men who went out to risk their lives? Because they risked their lives to bring it back, David would not drink it. Here we read about three guys who risked their own lives, who broke into enemy camp to bring back something for their King David, for their friends. And it makes me think of, you've heard tonight and saw in the ad, there is a really cool holiday program coming up called KidGo. And for those of you who don't know what KidGo is about, it is our school holiday program. It happens in the first week of our school holidays for the first, well, not first three days, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So this is free advertisement. Parents, write this sort of stuff down. Get on your internet tonight. Don't get on your phone right now to register. Please, you need to listen to what I have to say. But get on the computer tonight and register 
Because it is an amazing time where so many young kids can come along and not just have lots of crazy fun through face painting and jumpy castles and all these really cool crafts that we get them to make, but they get to hear a gospel message. They get to hear about Jesus. They get to hear about this person who loves them and is for them and wants to release them into a great plan and purpose for their life. And this is what gets me so excited every time I serve in Kidgo, is that I know this to be true. That there will be over a couple of hundred kids on each day throughout that week who will get to hear about Jesus on on the way home when a parent says, so what did you do today? I trust that the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, you know what, mum, I learned about this man. His name was Jesus and he is passionately in love with me. And you know what, mum, we need to do all we can to get to church this weekend because I want to know more about this person. And so parents, Or church, you need to sign up at the info desk to help out with this event because you get involved in something that goes way beyond yourself. Do you know what? Last year, in six months, Kidgo doubled the number of schools that it goes into. It went from 70 to over 140. Do you know there are kids that come from Strathalbyn and Port Lincoln and Happy Valley, wherever that is, it must be a good place because it's called Happy Valley. They come from all over this state to come to this event. And you know what? Every time we do this event, we take a risk. We step out because sometimes I get caught thinking, are there going to be enough kids that will get along or get a budget to reach, to cover? You know, will we get enough volunteers Because you know what? There's going to be hundreds of kids across each of these days. Because you know what? Well, no matter how often you set the date, within the last 48 hours, that's when all the retros come in. So sometimes you start to worry. And I find myself after the event going, you know what? Why did I stop and worry? Because God had it in his hand all along. And he knew what he was doing. And he was in control. And it's worth taking the risk to see hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of kids hear about the name of Jesus and how he is for their life. And for this one day to equate that, you know what? Out of the mouths of babes, kids will be brought to this church and have their lives transformed and and touched by Jesus and released into the plan and purpose he has for their life. So every time we take a risk, I think of the bloke. Anyone know what the bloke is? Any blokes in the house? Yep, there's about 20 down the front row. Any blokes in the house way at the back? Yep, a few more. Now we're up to about 50. Here we go. For those who don't know, The Bloke is uh, an event, uh, I guess, around beer, burger, and boxing. And uh, about three years ago, we won on The Bloke Adventure and did our first bloke. And we copped a lot of criticism as a church. Said, how can there be beer and how can there be boxing, of all things, in the four walls of the church? But you know what? It was never about the beer and it was never about the boxing. It was about the Aussie male who is fearful about stepping into the wall, into the doors of the church, hearing about how there is a God who is for their life. And do you know what? In the first two blokes that we did, we didn't have security at this event. Looking back now, I think it's absolutely crazy. It was absolutely mad. We actually enlisted you know, security from this house and put them in a very awkward position if we look back at it now. When you have a licensed event, 
We didn't realize that you have to actually have licensed security to actually control this event if something went out of control. But I really believe that because as a church, we stepped out and we took a risk and said, you know what, we're going to risk this. We're going to risk the criticism. We're going to risk whatever goes on because we are so committed to the Aussie male who is completely unchurched. We want them in the four walls of this church. We want them to hear something about how God is for their life. So it's willing, we were willing to take a risk. And I really believe God graced us through that time. Because on the third bloke, it got a little bit scary, but that's all right. That's an illustration for another time. But I want to challenge you tonight, church. What are you going to be willing to risk this year? Are you going to be willing to risk your time? Are you going to be willing to risk your finance? We've heard already from the front, we've got heart for the house and it's going to finish next week. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't signed up, let's sign up for that. Because that could be the very area that God is challenging you with tonight is that you're just holding back on your finance because you're just not trusting the church to be able to do what we are asking, what we're wanting to do with it. So I want to encourage you, could that be your risk tonight to step out and give just a little bit more? Could it be to give of your time? Could it be to step out from the very back row and make your way forward tonight? I don't know what it is for you, but I really believe that God is speaking to every single one of us tonight about that area. Are you willing to take a risk? You just need then to answer that question. Cool. So the first one was they were willing to take a risk. The second was they were skilled. Everyone say skilled. They were very skilled and very talented. 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says this. These were the men who came to David at Ziglag. Everyone say Ziglag. Again, because that's just a really cool name to say, isn't it? While he was banished from the presence of Saul, son of Kish, they were among the warriors who helped him in battle. They were armed with bows and were able to shoot arrows or to sling stones right-handed or left-handed. They were relatives of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. You see, these mighty men of David were very skilled and very talented. They could shoot stones with both right hand and left hand. They could throw arrows, not throw arrows, throw spears with both their right hand and their left hand. They could shoot arrows with right hand and left hand. You see, this says something about, you know what? I believe that at some level we are naturally gifted and naturally talented in certain areas of our life. Do you know, I'll never ever be able to sing like perhaps Kestrel or Danny. I'll never ever be able to play drums like, who was his name? Oh, everybody again? There we go. My good mate, Danny Muldoon. I'll never be able to do that. But there's some things that I can do that he can't and they can't. But then we can't hide just behind that. There needs to be a commitment made to skilling up to enlarge our capacity. Because I don't believe that these guys from, from birth could actually do this just like that. I'm sure that as young boys, they were working on this skill in the backyard. Perhaps with dad practicing them. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Just not right-handed, but you can actually do it left-handed. It reminds me of uh, just not this summer gone, but the summer before, before Eli was about to start school. And he was mad on basketball. And uh, every night we'd be out in the backyard shooting some hoops. And uh, through this time, I thought it would be a good idea because, one, because I really wanted to see it. But two, I thought he would be, you know, he'd love to watch it, was the Michael Jordan series. 
Come Fly With Me, I think it was called. I remember that as a 14-year-old watching it on VHS video recorder. Anyone know what a VHS video recorder is? Come on. And uh, my friends and I used to sit down as 14-year-olds and we used to watch MJ, you know, when he did that first dunk, when he um, took off from the foul line and made that incredible dunk. And we all wanted to be like Michael Jordan. We wanted to be like Mike. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. We wanted to be like Mike. And so I thought it would be a great idea. I'd sit down, spend some daddy and son time watching MJ. And he got all inspired. And he wanted to know more about basketball. And everything became about basketball. So much so that all his books had to have Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls on the front cover. And so we would be out in the backyard playing NBA basketball. He was Michael Jordan, of course. And I thought, you know what? Well, we're going to go back into the 80s. I'm going to be Larry Bird. Boston Celtics. Any Boston Celtics in the place? Fans. Any Brooklyn Nets? And for whatever reason, he would, start, <laughs> he would start to sing this little song, Larry Bird, Larry Bird, fly, fly, fly. I don't know where he got this from, but anyway. And so we'll be out there and I'd say, he's got the ball and he's bouncing around. He's gone. I'd go, MJ's got the ball and he's about to shoot. And then Larry Bird, fly, 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 would come in and go to swat him. But no, Mark Jordan gets around him and scores. And we'd have lots and lots of fun. I just like singing the song. <laughs> Larry Bird, Larry Bird, fly, fly, fly. Anyway, but you see what he was doing. There was a, I believe, he was pretty good. He could shoot pretty good and he could dribble the ball pretty good for a five-year-old. But you know what? There was something in him. There was a passion. There was a hunger. There was a desire to increase that skill. Not just to dribble the ball with right-handed as he naturally can so well, but I want to dribble the ball with left hand. And so I'd encourage him, come on, Eli, you can do this. Left hand, left hand, left hand. He could shoot with his right hand, but then he started to shoot with his left hand because there's dad encouraging him in that. Natural gift, natural ability, but I want to increase the, you know, the hunger. I want to increase the desire. I want to increase the passion to enlarge his skill, to enlarge his capacity to be able to do this. And so church, I want to encourage you tonight. We are without excuse, I believe. You can't hide behind, what's all right for Elise, she can sing really, really well. What's all right for Tone, he can preach really, really well. He must have a great Bible reading plan. And we can go around the room and go, it's all right for them because they can do this. We can't hide behind that excuse because we need to take responsibility for our own hunger. We need to take responsibility for our own desire because we live in an age where we're without excuse. There is so much accessible through our little thing called a phone where we can read about these guys that I'm preaching about tonight. Where we can, you know what, I do struggle in this area called time management. You know what, I want to be able to read my Bible really, really well and I want to be able to read my Bible on a daily basis. You know what, there is so many reading plans available on the net, we are without excuse. And I want to encourage you tonight, what are you feeding yourself? What book are you reading? We heard a great message about two weeks ago about 10 steps on how to increase your faith. And some of them are just Bible based or some basics about Christianity. And even if you're in this place tonight and you are still on this journey of coming to know Jesus, can I encourage you? Pick up your Bible to read it and start to ask some questions. Put yourself in that position as you're reading that story to make it come alive. 
So I want to encourage you tonight. Are you hungry enough to actually increase and enlarge your capacity? Because we are without excuse. You need to take responsibility, church, tonight for these things. Are we going good? Cool. Here we go. Number three. I'm not sure. You know, I, I was a teacher and uh, I was a PE teacher. So lead or led, I'm not quite sure that what that's going to say. Can someone help me? Lead. All right. So we need to be, we need to have the Holy Spirit lead us. There we go. Here we go. 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 16 to 18. Other Benjamites and some men from Judah also came to David in his stronghold. David went out to meet them and said to them, If you have come to me in peace to help me, I am ready for you to join me. But if you have come to betray me to my enemies, when my hands are free from violence, may the God of our ancestors see it and judge you. Then the Spirit came on Amasai, chief of the 30, and he said, We are yours, David. We are with you, son of Jesse. Success, success to you and success to those who help you, for your God will help you. So David received them and made them leaders of his raiding bands. We need to invite the person of the Holy Spirit into our life on a daily basis to lead us. And that may say, sound really simple to us tonight and really basic. But what I've come across over the last few months as I catch up with different people and you ask, so how's your Bible reading going? What are you reading at the moment? More often than not, is oh, I'm struggling to read. How's your praying going? Oh, well, I'm even struggling more with that. And it gets very scary as we then become a people who live from meeting to meeting to meeting. I said to our young people at the start of this year that, you know what? I, together with a group of passionate youth leaders who love you very much, we are committed to you, young person, to not just become, not just to make this youth ministry great in numbers, although we want that. You know, I really believe it's part of our future as a youth ministry to go into the multiple hundreds. Because numbers represent people. And I want more people, I want more young people to come to know Jesus. But you know what? More than that I want is a, is a group of young people who are hungry for God. Who love Him and love His Word. Who desire to increase in their maturity. And we can only have that by having some of these basics in our life. One, having a great reading plan. And two, by inviting the Holy Spirit into our life to lead us on a daily basis. Just probably for free. You notice that as Amasai, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. I might have to go back to Samuel Jackson how he says it. I'm not sure. But you notice that when the Spirit come upon him, that he humbled himself. David said, this can work out two ways. Either you will tuck in and follow me and, and do what I say and lead well, or this will go horribly wrong. And see, when we have the Holy Spirit in our life and leading us daily, we can respond well to all circumstances, no matter what's going on. See, the Holy Spirit will humble us and lead us and so that we can respond well to no matter what is going on. And I think that is super crucial. Otherwise, like I said, 
we'll be left in a position where we are going to be led by meeting to meeting or living from meeting to meeting. Then very quickly, we start to be led by our thoughts and our feelings. And that's a very dangerous place to be, church. And so I want to encourage us to tonight make a decision. Do you know what? I'm going to stop living from meeting to meeting. I'm, not going, to, I'm going to stop living on other people's revelation. You see, podcasts are great and book, books are great. And I highly recommend that we do those things. But nothing can replace you sitting down before His Word and asking the Holy Spirit, come and speak to me this morning as I read your Word. Nothing can replace you inviting the Holy Spirit to come into your life and then to lead you through that day. I really believe that every day God presents us opportunities to share His love and to share His goodness with people. And if we're not filled and led by the Holy Spirit, I believe that we'll miss those opportunities. And even when we face difficult times, we'll, be, we'll fail to actually humble ourselves to actually learn what this difficult time or this situation or this circumstance is teaching us. You know what? Seth preached a great message last week. And one of his points was, you know what? God has a plan for everything. So God has a plan for what you're walking through right now. He desires the breakthrough for you to experience breakthrough. But we just need to be humble enough to walk with him through that. Does that make sense tonight? Cool. Trusting that uh, you're listening because it's going quiet. We're all good. Cool. Fantastic. Number four. Everyone say discerning. These men were discerning. 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 23 to 32. That sounds like a lot of verses, but it will be very quick. I promise you. Here we go. These are the numbers of the men armed for battle who came to David at Hebron to turn Saul's kingdom over to him as the Lord had said. From Judah carrying shield and spear, 6,800 men armed for battle. From Simeon, warriors ready for battle. 7,100. From Benjamin, Saul's tribe, 3,000, most of whom had remained loyal to Saul's house until then. From Ephraim, brave warriors, famous in their own clans, 20,800. From half the tribe of Manasseh, that's a cool name, designated by name to come and make David king, 18,000. And verse 32, from Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. The reason why I wanted to read out of some of those scriptures is to see tonight that these guys were really prepared for this battle that they were going to go into. They were really prepared to serve alongside David and make him king and make him great in his kingship over Israel. In verse 32, it says about how the men from Issachar they understood the times, which speaks about discernment. They knew what they were about to go into. They understood what they were about to head into. And you see, when we are not discerning, we perhaps might miss opportunities. I think if you're a young person, any young people in the place tonight? Cool. I really believe, are you still awake, young people? Come on. Yeah? I really believe that this season of school is a massive opportunity if I'm switched on to God for great influence. 
Because there will never be a season in your life where you'll have so much influence. Because every day in some schools, you come across hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids. Your mates, your peers. And there will never be a season like it where you could have such influence, such a great sphere of influence to make a difference. To let your peers know about who Jesus is and what He can do in and through your life. And so I encouraged our young people a few weeks ago, at the, actually at the start of this term, Young person, you need to recognize and discern the season that you're in because you'll never get a season like it. And you need to maximize the opportunity. You get five years at high school from year eight to year 12 to make a difference amongst hundreds and hundreds and hundreds upon young people. Acts chapter 17 talks about, you know what? God has created and determined the times in which we should live in. And it's speaking again of discernment. And I want to encourage us, you know what? Most of us in this room aren't at school anymore. But we need to come before God and go, you know what? God, I need your discernment to help me to see, you know, why is it that I'm at uni right now? Why is it that you uh, have given me this workplace to work in? And look to Him for discernment to go, you know what? Ah, that's right. I'm here to make a difference in this sphere of influence for this season right now. I understand that right now I'm in this role or in this job. I'm employed by this company to make a difference right now. I'm here at university for this season in my life to make a difference for him right now, to make his name great in many of my peers' life. Young person, I want to remind you again, you're at school and I want you to maximize the opportunity because you know what? Before you know it, school will be over and let's not miss the season that we're in to make a difference in the lives of your peers because your mates need Jesus. Your mates need Jesus. So I want to encourage you to recognize the season that you're in, to be discerning of the season that you're in. Does that make sense? Cool. All right, number five. If the worship team can come up, that would be great. It's going to bring this home, land it. Number five, they were committed. I started off with this scripture. I'm going to read it again. Because they just can't get away from it. And I trust that you'll take it home tonight and get before God and go, what does this mean for me? All these were fighting men who volunteered to serve in the ranks. They came to Hebron fully determined to make David king over all Israel. All the rest of the Israelites were also of one mind to make David king. If you read this scripture, this one verse and other versions, the New King James or the NLT, well, the message it talks about, they were of one heart. They were united. But I love this version. It talks about how they were fully determined. They were committed and fully determined to make David king over all Israel. You know, some of you who know me really well know that I love coffee. I have a passion for coffee. And uh, just this week, I know that Brett and Leanne went to Melbourne. And then Kath pulls me aside and goes, what are the names of those places that we visited in Melbourne? Let's go, bang, 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 bang. Here, take that. Have a great time. You will enjoy Melbourne. St. Ali's, Seven Seeds, awesome coffee bars. But what you need to understand is this. I was so committed to my passion, so determined to know how to make coffee because that just didn't land in my hands. This is what I did. I bought the DVDs. Katie knows this. 
I bought the DVDs. I watched the DVDs. I bought the magazines and I read the magazines and I photocopied the magazines and I looked up Google. How do you make the perfect espresso? How do you make the most creamiest of milk? And I printed those things off and I read them and I read them because I was committed and determined to learn that skill, that craft, the art of making the perfect espresso. And I want to ask you tonight, how committed and determined are you, church, to make His name great in and through the life of the church, in your workplace, in your school, young person, in your life? I want to put a charge and a challenge over you, church, tonight. To be so committed and so determined to take responsibility for your walk with God and leave from here tonight to buy the DVD, to listen to the podcast, to print off whatever you look up that is going to increase your revelation and mature your relationship with God. Are you committed and are you determined enough, church, to take responsibility tonight for your walk with Him? This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.